Blog Talk Radio. The sounds of football were ever-present Tuesday morning on Green Tree Practice Field as the Miami Hurricanes began spring practice. In past years, spring practice was marked by trips to Naples and Fort Lauderdale and Palm Beach for scrimmages and spring games. This time around, Mark Rick will not be putting his program on public display, opting to skip the travel scrimmages and a spring game that will be open to the fans. So it looks like, unless something changes, that you're going to have to wait until September to see what the 2017 Miami Hurricanes will be all about. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about it tonight and project forward. You could start with Mark Richt, clearly amping things up in his second season at Miami, and now putting his own stamp on the way that things are going to be done around here. There's the quarterback battle, where Malik Rozier appeared to be the number one guy on day one, but that is something not to read too much into, as Rick has told us repeatedly that all of the quarterbacks are going to get an equal opportunity, and that includes freshman Nikozi Perry when he arrives this summer and for fall camp. And as a subplot, you have watched film on 2018 commit Arthur Sitkowski, who also looks elite. So needless to say, Mark Richt is amping up the quality at the quarterback position. There's the very thin running back position and the question of who plays when Mark Walton is not on the field. And the equally or greater thin spot at receiver, where Rick anxiously awaits the arrival of those slated to join the team this summer, like Jeff Thomas, Evidence Njoku, and Mike Harley, as well as the return of Lawrence Cager, who is not ready for all-out work just yet. There's the offensive line position, still seeking a requisite level of quality to be an appropriate asset for the football team. There's the defensive backfield, where everything is in a state of flux at every position. So we'll talk about all of that and more tonight as we embark on a special spring football edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to what tonight will be the fastest two hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is a new one. Um, Actually, I think we introduced it last show, but relatively new one, 563-999-3633. That's 563-999-3633. We have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate in the show. Again, remember... If you would like to come on the show, you hit the number one on your keypad that sends us a prompt that you want to be placed in the queue, and you're brought onto the show in the order that you hit that number one on your keypad. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Um, They came up with several. I'm going to weave them in throughout the show tonight, Um, but I want to begin by getting out to your calls. So again, the number, 563-999-3633. That's 
888-346-3633. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let me begin this evening in the 845, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. Hello, Gary. How are you? Greg, what a surprise. How are you, buddy? Welcome I'm back. Missed, good. missed you, you for the last month or two. Yeah, it's been too long. But anyway, I just wanted to start by asking you a question. What you thought of that opinion of Mike Farrell a week ago saying it would take five to ten years for Miami to reach the playoffs? Is that the most ridiculous statement you've ever heard from a so-called well, expert? Here's what That's I'll insane. say. I don't think you can... I, I don't think you could call it ridiculous because, like, if he had made that same prediction five years ago or even ten years ago, he'd still, he would have been correct. So even though everyone around the Miami program, all the fans, obviously had this great wave of optimism with Mark Rick coming in and everything, um, you know, I don't think that, you know, Miami hasn't done anything yet. Uh, you know, hasn't won the AC, hasn't won the Coastal, hasn't won the ACC, and certainly hasn't been in the playoffs. So um, I don't think anyone is in any position to criticize anybody's opinions right now, so I'm not going to do so. Um, but I will say, Greg, I don't personally feel the same way that Mike Farrell feels. I, you know, I, I think it could be done much quicker. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, if you were going to be realistic – you know, maybe two to three. Uh, but, um, you know, right now, I think we're all focused on the season in front of us. And um, I, I think that if the quarterback position comes together and a few other things come together, that Miami can once again contend to win the Coastal and get to the ACC championship game. And, uh, you know, whether it's good enough yet to compete with FSU and Clemson, uh, we'll start to find out when Miami travels to Tallahassee uh, for the regular season game, and if they're able to win the Coastal Division, um, then we'll find out in December at the ACC Championship game. But, uh, you know, I don't think, like I said, I don't really think anybody really can have a problem with anybody's opinion right now because if they had that opinion in the past, they would have been right. And Miami has not accomplished anything on the football field in quite some time. And obviously the goal is to change that as quickly as possible. But it's certainly not an absolute given to happen. So um, he's entitled to his opinion. I think he amended it today. I think he. Yeah, um, I, think I, saw, I was just going to say that when he yeah, saw he, the enthusiasm of these other recruits. Yeah, he's, you know, he's seeing what's group. going on out there. You know, there are a lot of recruits in the state of Florida, in particular, who are you know starting to feel the Miami thing, probably more so than in the past, and. There is a lot of momentum right now in the Miami program. So, um, you know, I, I, I think he would agree with you a couple of days later that maybe he would make a different prediction today if he was going to do so, um, you know, maybe shorten that timeline. But, again, none of it matters, man. All that matters is what happens out on the field. Okay. Now, as far as the offensive line is concerned, I saw today that they had St. Louis, Darling, Garfier, McDermott, and Donaldson. I think that's a pretty solid line. I think they that's what they should go with. What do you think? Uh, I, I think it's 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 very likely to happen. I, I think you, you can't discount Nick Linder 
uh, whenever he comes back. You know, he's played a lot of football. Uh, I, I think he would very quickly get into the mix uh, for playing time. Um, but right now, if you were going to say who are the guys they're likely to go with, the guys you mentioned, you know, would probably be those guys. Okay. All right. What, what's the latest on uh, these two recruits, Patterson and Burns? Do you think they're going to be in the class? I don't. Um you know, I, I think Burns will ultimately end up a, a track recruit at Miami. You know, he's 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 uh, right. one of the better 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 sprinters around, and uh, you know, just a great track athlete. And I think there's a decent chance that he will end up uh, on a track scholarship at Miami. Uh, and then if he ever becomes a football player, obviously it would convert over. But uh, that's what I'm expecting to happen there. Um, the other one, you know, that that's a, a a holdover from the Al Golden regime. He was not recruited by the current staff. I'm sure that they're evaluating him, but uh, it's my expectation that that one uh, at some point will f- fall by the wayside and it'll be your, you know, standard as you've seen in the past decommitment. The, you know, that's usually how it happens and uh, he'll, he'll move on and go somewhere else, but uh, I'll be surprised if he sticks. All right, before I go, can I just mention something about the basketball team? Sure. Okay. Um, A while back, you had mentioned that you thought next year Miami could contend for a national championship. Do you still agree with that? I think they've got some things they've got to work out. I think that's to be determined, Greg. You know, we don't know. They've got two scholarships left. Uh, I know Coach Laranega is out there pe- recruiting right now. Um, if if anything, I think what you got to hope is that the way the season ended, maybe convince them that they don't have enough right now. And uh, I would expect that they will add at least one fifth-year transfer from another school who could come in and help them immediately next year. I'm expecting that to be a big. Um, and then I think the last scholarship will will depend on what else is out there. You know, is it another fifth-year transfer, which is what I'd like to see. Um, but if if not, is it a transfer who has to sit out next year, who, who becomes available, the you know, the year after, uh, which is probably the more likely scenario that they give one scholarship to a fifth-year transfer and one scholarship to a transfer has to sit out a year and then is ready for the next season um but we don't really know yet and so it's really hard to make a prediction on next year um i do think there's some inherent problems i i didn't like the way the team looked when jaquan newton came back um you know i think he's at times an asset to the team and at times he's a detriment to the team and i think it's it's a little bit of a problem um i didn't like when he got himself suspended late in the year for the second year in a row. I mean, he's sitting there. They, they had built their game, including him heavily. He was the second leading scorer on the team, almost the leading scorer, um, and then goes and gets himself suspended for three games just as, as the team was getting ready to make its NCAA push. Um, I didn't like that at all. You know, second year in a row, he did the exact same thing to get suspended. Um, and I just thought it was a bad sign. I thought Coach Laranega made a mistake by sticking with him, putting him back out there. You know, they, they won three games without him, um, including a, a win at Virginia. Um, they beat Duke at home. 
using him off the bench. And I felt like, you know, that he had let his teammates down and I didn't feel he deserved to get his starting job back. And um, it reminded me, I used to coach youth basketball. And one year we were in the championship game of the league and my two best players also played travel basketball and they, they had to go to a travel basketball game on the same day as our Optimus League championship game. And so they weren't there. They, they were going to have to miss at least a portion of the game. Uh, we weren't sure when they were going to make it. And so I started my number three to number seven players, to make a long story short. And those kids got all fired up. They went out. And in the championship game, we took a nine-point lead um, on the other team that we were playing. And with about a minute left in the first half, the two superstars came running into the gym, like, you know, Batman and Robin or, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to put on it. Woohoo, we're here, running to the bench, put, you know, put me in, coach, put me in, coach. Um, I didn't put them in then, but I started them in the second half. And what happened was that that nine-point lead very quickly turned into a deficit. We ended up winning the game, I think, by one point or something, but it just totally deflated the other kids, you know, because that they were doing so well and that they weren't going to be allowed to finish the job. And, you know, it kind of reminded me of that when I watched this situation unfold with basketball because – you know, they had to, like, circle the wagons when Jaquan Newton got suspended. And, and you know, they, they went out and they won those games and they beat Virginia on the road and they beat Duke at home with him coming off the bench and Bruce Brown was really starting to, you know, bust out as, um, you know, with, with his game and his confidence. And, and Jaquan Newton came back and it all, everything changed back and everything kind of stopped and, you know, now, you know, he was dominating the ball and, and Bruce Brown, you know, role on the team changed. And, and I never thought they got their game back the same. And, and the results prove it. I, I mean, they, they lost, what, three of their last four games, I think it was, and um, looked terrible in a couple of them and got blown out by Carolina and then got blown out by Michigan State. And they just never looked like the same team to me. So, um you know, I think they have some inherent issues going into next year that he's going to have to work through. Um, you know, you know, and one of them is going to be what does he do with Jaquan Newton? You know, they got a kid named Lonnie Walker coming in. They got a kid named Chris Likes coming in, both of whom are great players. Chris Likes is a pure point guard, um, so they've got some tough decisions to make. But before they get to that, like I said earlier, Greg, I, I think they they still need to re, to fortify this roster just a little bit more, and I, you know, I think they need at least one more big. All right, I'm going to make a prediction. I don't know how many more years Larry Nag is going to coach, but our next coach is going to be Frank Martin. No, Jay, I can't, I can't ever see that happening. No? Not me, no. I'm not saying it won't, but I don't I – don't, I ne- there is no ch- – I don't see any chance of Miami hiring Frank Martin. All right, we'll see. All right, Gary, yep. thank you for having me on. Right, I'll Greg. talk to you there whenever the next time is. All right, you good got night. It. Thank you, as always, for being on the show.
All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633 is your number. Make sure you hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Um, let's go out to the 404. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing, man? It's Roland. What's up, Roland? How you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, man. I just chimed in. I was looking online. I saw that you were on, man. I just sent a call and just chat. How you been, man? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. Cool, cool. Um, I had a question. Uh, I know it's super early. I mean, shit, it's just the first day of spring ball. But um, if you look at this team, um, I know it's super early on. You don't even know who quarterback is going to be. But um, uh, trying to analyze what you know from what what do you think is going to be the strengths of the team going in to to uh, the season and what are going to be uh, some of the weaknesses. Well, I, I think you got to obviously look at the offensive playmakers. You, you got some real talented kids coming in that I think are going to be worked into the fold right away. Um, obviously, Mark Walton, you know, should be poised for a phenomenal year next year once again. Um, so I think you know your strength of your team is your offensive playmakers um, most likely, and then I think you got to look at the defensive line. You know, with those two tackles in the middle. Norton and McIntosh having the experience they have now, um, you know, I, I and then the linebackers coming back. I think your front seven on defense um, is has got to be a, a huge strength. So those would be the two things. But you know, there's concerns too now. Uh, you don't have a lot of depth at running back, proven depth. You know, you're hoping that Travis Homer can be that guy, but we haven't really seen much of him yet at running back. Um, right now you don't have a lot of depth at receiver, so you're going to be counting on a lot of freshmen to come in and make big contributions. Um, I think the offensive line is always a question mark until it gets totally rebuilt, which I don't think it's there yet. Um, so, you know, that, you know, that's obviously a question mark. And I think the secondary is, is a huge question mark. It's in a total state of flux right now. Um, so, you know, a lot of questions as well. And, but, uh, you know, I, I think if you're looking for, uh, what promises to be strengths, it would be, uh, explosiveness of the playmakers on on offense, and then of course the front seven on defense. Gotcha. You know what I think too, Gary. Um, um, this is a little side from talking about the season, but from a recruiting standpoint, um, I think it's about to really just explode for Miami, like like really really explode. Like going back to those early two thousand days, well, in the well. Into '99, early 2000. I mean, you're looking at a lot of the kids that that are looking at uh, the targets, the kids that are, you know, I know that are penciled in to come in for 2018. It's crazy, Gary. They got a lot of te- they got so many kids, man. I mean, receivers, running backs. Um, it'd be good to see some D tackles. I know they got the kid from American Heritage, but you know, bring a couple of D tackles in. I mean, this class has really got a chance to be. I mean, the way it's set up to be top top two, top three, Gary. I want to get your thoughts on that right quick. Well, it's number two right now, uh, barely behind Penn State, which has also gotten off to a good start. Um, obviously, I totally agree. You know, I mean, they're they're doing great. They've got a lot of momentum going. And when you take the kids that are committed now and, and then look at some that might be committing um, in the you know, near to immediate future, um, you're talking about big time players and uh yeah. we've been big, looking for Miami yeah. to get get back in the game and uh, you know, you got a five star running back 
now yeah. in, in Lorenzo Lingard, who, mm-hmm. you know, for all in all likelihood is going to be is going to stick. He's a, he's going to be a firm commit. Um, I absolutely love what I see of the quarterback, um, Arthur Sikowski. Yeah. I, I you know I, I don't know if you've had the chance to watch film on him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, every time I think that they're great and all set for the next four years at quarterback, he goes out and recruits another one. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to watch it all play out here over the next several years. Um, what but if, what Mark Rick, is not, he's not I mean, messing around. How many receivers can they bring in? It's so many talented It's It's ridiculous. I mean, it's so many talented receivers. How many receivers? What's the max of receivers that they can bring in coming to 2018? Because you've got so much talent, Gary. I mean – you got talent coming from every which way, and I'm just wondering how much can we, how many, how many receivers can we bring in 2018? Well, I mean, you got high Man. power committed, right? You got, and po- you got, you got Wiggins. Poku's a dog. But, but, but right now, you've already got you've got two committed in high tower and, and Wiggins. Okay, I agree, Pope. I think Pope will be in the class. Okay, so you take. Um, you know, Hightower, Wiggins, and Pope. That's three. Um, yeah. I, I I would think at least one more, if not two more, um, just because of, there's just so many good players. I, I mean, you're not going to say no to Xavier Williams if they could turn him from That's Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, he would be one they would absolutely take if they could turn him. Um, a kid that I love who – um, I, I mean, if they want him, I think they'll be able to get him. Is the kid at American Heritage, Anthony Schwartz? The receiver. Uh, that kid, yeah, that kid is just a pure burner. And that and, kid and move. I, oh my God, yeah, I would love, that I'd love to see them get him too. So, you know, I, realistically, you know, four, maybe five. Ooh, man, I'm hoping they can. It's so many talented kids, man. I mean, that's the thing, Miami. It's, it's just all of a sudden. That light switch turned on, and I'll be honest with you, and I'm, I'm gonna leave it at this because you got other callers. With with Mario Cristobal going to Oregon, and that helped Miami a whole lot, a whole no lot, doubt. man, a whole lot. That was the best thing that could have happened for him to go to Oregon because he, Judy and Ridley, all those guys going up to Alabama. Now you can you, I mean, you can just harness everybody, just keep them in in in. in Keep, all you got to do is, you know, recruit South Florida, and it's done deal, you know. Well, so. I mean, you're not going to get them all because what's going to happen is some are going to get scared off by the numbers and, and, and go somewhere else. You know, Florida State will steal one, you know, kind of thing. But, you know, Florida will steal one. But um, you just got to keep it going, man. Just keep, you know, just keep it moving. I mean, can you imagine if they if they hadn't lost Ridley and Judy and you had this pipeline of receivers know. coming through? I mean, you I know, know, that's where you want to get to. The, the athletes are always going to be in South Florida. So you just yeah. got to, you know, get that momentum and just keep building on it year after year after year, which is well, looks like what they're doing. Definitely, man. Well, I appreciate it, man, Gary. Just keep me on hold, man. Keep doing everything you're doing, man, always. You got it. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, 563-999-3633 is the number, 563-999-3633. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Um, As I said earlier, and as we always do, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. I'll start whittling away with them and try to cover them all as we go through the show. Um, The first one 
is so who starts at quarterback? And uh, you know, honestly, guys, this one could, I think, as you know, can go in any direction. I don't think anybody has the inside track right now. Um, I think if you want to have a if you want to have a clue, you have to reach real, real deep. And here, I'll give you I'll give you one right now since we're amongst friends here tonight. You know, Adidas, which as you know is the Miami Equipment um, partner now, only makes jerseys each year for the number one, and then the year, which you know obviously this season is 17. So Adidas is going to be making number one and number 17 jerseys this year. Well, Miami has been urged by some of the people who sell the gear, you know, some of the, you know, the people that sell the most Miami Adidas gear, to put their best offensive players in those two numbers. Well, Mark Walton is number one, so I think they're in good shape there. So who's been given the number 17, and, and does that give us a clue? Well, number 17 right now is freshman Cade Weldon, and he wore number 11 in high school. So there, there's a clue for you guys. Maybe Cade Weldon's going to win the quarterback job. But um, in all honesty, I wouldn't run the Vegas on that one because Jack Allison has number 11, and it was, and and that's the, like I said, that's the number that Weldon pl- played with in high school, and um, it was already claimed by Allison before Weldon came into the program. So, <laughs> you, you know, use it as a clue if you want, but uh, just don't take it all the way to Vegas. But uh, it's wide open. Mark Rick told us today that even the Cozy Perry is going to get a fair shot when he shows up in, in, in the summer because, you know, you know that, you know, we've talked about him. He's a great talent. And um, Mark Rick wants to see just where he's at and what he can do before he makes any decisions on quarterbacks. So, uh, this will not be decided in the spring, more than likely, unless somebody just goes absolutely insane, which I would not expect. And uh, it will likely go, you know, probably, I would guess, a week, 10 days before the season opener next year, before we know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Um, we'll do one more right now. Who will step up as the number two wide receiver on this team after Amon Richards? Will it be a veteran like Braxton Berrios or Lawrence Cager or one of the new guys? Or will nobody step up in a significant way? Um, here's what I think I would say to that. Why does there have to be labels? Uh, you know, why does somebody have to be a number one? And why does somebody have to be a number two? I mean, I don't think there's any guarantees that Amon Richards is going to be the leading receiver on the team next year. Obviously, he had a great freshman year. Um, figures to get a bunch of balls next year, no question. Um, but there's going to be a lot of talent at wide receiver come September. And, um, you know, I don't know why there has to be labels. I, I think they're all going to get a chance to contribute, uh, that Mark Rick's going to play a lot of guys there, um, and they're all very capable playmakers. So if you're talking about a number two in the sense of stats, it could be anybody, really. Um, so, you, you know, so I don't, I don't know that there has to be that number two, number one label, even though I'm on in his second year after the great freshman year, uh, obviously would – be more most likely to be the number one guy at receiver. Um, I don't think there has to be an absolute there, and, and and I don't think there has to be labels. All right, let's go back to your calls. 563-999-3633. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the 754. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? How you feeling? This is Jerome. Jerome, how are you, buddy? 
I'm hey, excited, doing man. well, happy, man. Happy to be back in the house with you guys. Hey, I man, I'm, I'm thankful to the Lord to to see you come back. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, to, to give us that that cane fix that you always do so well. I mean, my wife's happy because she gets me to watch TV with her on Tuesday nights. But uh, other than that, man, I've been like Jones in the talk some Canes football with you guys. <laughs> you, 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 but, you know, Gary, let me ask you something. Not to put a down on anything, but are you somewhat a little apprehensive with this quick start? You know, we're just a little more than a month removed, uh, removed from National Signing Day. And the, and the Canes have just come out the gate blazing, you know. Uh, are you concerned because it's it's a long, long uh, uh, what eleven more months or you know ten more yep. months to go you know, and and it's and a it's long just, time you know, they got to hold on to these guys no doubt. Yeah, but no, yeah, long I'm time. Not, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned because here's here's what you're seeing. They've been working on 2018 for a while, and uh, okay. basically they were working on 2018 at the same time they were working on 2017, and I think what you've seen. It's almost like the two classes coming together as one in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they really they did a heck of a job of that. And uh, they've got the kids kind of recruiting the kids and building relationships. And uh, it's all good. So, you know, I, I think most of these commitments are going to stick. I, I, I really do. I mean, um, you know, the ones I, I – as I said earlier, I think Thomas Burns might shift to a track scholarship – um, I'll be surprised if Jalen Patterson ends up being good enough in the end to be part of this class when you look at the quality of players that they're getting. But, you know, mm-hmm. guys I'd be a little worried about. I mean, you know, Sikowski seems, you know, very firm in the Miami camp. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, if a Nikozi Perry were to come in and claim the job and have a great season, you never know. Somebody maybe could turn him. Um, Hightower. Uh, being over, you know, not not being a South Florida kid, I I, th- I think, um, and being as highly recruited as he is, uh, you know, I think you, you know you you might have to be a local, you know, yeah, you just got to keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, I think with Cameron Cameron Davis, even though he seems rock solid right now, um, with Lingard being part of the class, he's going to have a lot of people in his ear uh, talking about. You know, why would you want to go to the same school as Lingard and back up Lingard when you can come here and be a starter? You know, he's going to hear a lot of that noise. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I, I think that the kids that they have in this class are are, are pretty rock solid. And, uh, you know, so no, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about at all. I, I think it's great. I think they've done a heck of a job building the momentum in recruiting. And I don't see any reason why it's going to slow down. Yeah. But you know, Gay, I I would I would really confidence with, with me as far as uh, the, the the position that we can when we can get that war daddy defensive tackle, you know, just like we got Nestor Severo, when we can start drawing kids like that, that that will really close the gap with Florida State because that's where Florida State is is I you know they even though they they're recruiting better, probably better than us nationally and they're doing well, no doubt about it, but that's what uh, that's the one position I see. We, uh, we, we seem to be recruiting every other position, but it's that DT that um that 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 kid that two eighty two ninety pound high school kid that you know just about everybody wanted. Uh, we can get the uh, you know because Gary, we're not far away. We're close. We're closing no. in. We are you know, closing a kid, in. 
there's a five-star kid at IMG right now by the name of Taron Vincent. Um, I, you know, I think that's one to keep an eye on. You know, because that's a big-time uh, kid. That a lot Troy of people Vincent, are son. Oh, is it? I didn't you, even you know I didn't that. realize that. No, I didn't realize yeah, I that. Saw, but, I saw. I saw where it says Troy Vincent's son. Now, you know, it's kind of funny. He Troy Vincent DB, and this, his son is a defensive tackle, but Nate Newton <laughs> was a a big uh, guard, and his son was a running back. So. Uh, you 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 know you know you can't say how it's going you know it's going to play out, but yeah, we you know, broken into that the, school they're, IMG. They're, they're also recruiting the Malcolm Lamar kid from Sefner Armwood. He's a highly recruited kid. Um, there's a kid in North Carolina, Rick Sandage. Keep you know keep an eye on. He's another highly recruited kid. I mean, what you want to? See, I, I agree that you want to see them start to land those kind of kids that are that are not because you you got to go out. Usually you got to go outside of South Florida for your D tackles. I mean. Um, they had to go upstate for Kendrick Norton. Uh, you know, I know McIntosh was here in South Florida, but um, usually they got to go out and, and and compete for these D tackles. And and I agree with you; those are the hardest kids to recruit. They're the ones you got to go head to head with the monsters uh, to get. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I agree with you. I, I think that you know that's the next step. But you know, right now the first step is locking down South Florida, and they seem to be yeah. doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Gary, we're doing very well with, with our offensive linemen. I just think, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna solve our offensive line problem. We're, I mean, we're gonna get front line talent on there. And Gary, if that's ahead of DT, I'm a little, you know, I'm a, if that's ahead of the defensive line recruiting right now. I'm, I'm just saying, I can live with it for now until we catch up with some DTs that we can hold on to the ball longer. We can keep the defense off the field. When we have those those big maulers that can move, because I'm really excited about Corey Gaynor. I want to see him. I, I know Nevon. I believe Nevon gonna 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 do his thing there. But I I, I really want to see Corey Gaynor because that'll be just two kids that you know that we've gotten in here that that probably could, can can be pretty good uh pretty good offensive linemen before it's all said and done while they're in the Hurricane uniform, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. quarterback Gary, that's. That's what that's what's all up in the air as far as when you look ahead and when you think of, of about whether we can get into the ACC championship game. But Gary, a, a key thing is everybody in the coastal starting with a new quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Just about everybody starting with a new quarterback, so it just won't be us. You know, it's, it, we'll, we'll be facing a, a, an inexperienced quarterback uh, on the field, and I believe we can really take advantage of that with that front seven that we have. Yep, no doubt. It's going to be yeah. interesting. We're, yeah, yeah. And Gary, for the basketball team, uh, next year going to be pretty interesting. But Gary, you want to see some some uh, some some guys who can score on the front court. Gary, you want to get some some of those guys that you know you know the the bigger schools get. Yes, just, just like the defensive tackles. We talk about football and basketball. You want to see us get those uh, big power forward or the guy who played a five. Uh, that that can uh, score. That's a scoring threat down low in the front court, and, and uh, that would take us. Uh, I think further. We'll, you know, I think we'll get past the Sweet 16. We, we'll even make it to the Final Four. You know, because yeah, Larry Nagel, he, he, he's got yep. got the coach. We got the coach. Yeah, yeah. All right, Gary. I, I think thank I you think so they need much for big. your time. Huh? You, you got it. I said, so, yeah. I think okay, they need take, another big for next year. So hopefully they get it. But yeah, thank you for being yeah. part of the show. All right. All right, take care, Gary. You got it. All right, guys, hey, I'm going to take a minute here and talk about 
one of our new sponsors on Kane Sport Live, and that's a company that I think I told you about on the last show that I'm going to tell you about again, and that's uh, Blue Apron. And you may not have heard of Blue Apron, but they are the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Very unique business. Their, their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And the way that they achieve this is by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. And basically what happens is you go on blueapron.com, you pick out the stuff you want to order, and it comes to you in a refrigerated box all ready to go with, with everything partitioned out in terms of the ingredients. They give you recipe cards, and you and your wife or even your kids can all have fun in the kitchen cooking these recipes together. Um, and I know here in the Furman household that we have found it to be an awful lot of fun as we get those weekly shipments from Blue Apron. Tell you a little bit more about them. Um, they have established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers all across the U.S. So their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. They get great beef, chicken, and pork from responsibly raised animals. Their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. So Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S., and 99.5% of food deserts. And uh, because, because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, they are also reducing food waste. And um, cooking together really can build a strong family bond. And research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often than families that have to go to the grocery store and buy all their groceries. So, um can't tell you, can't recommend it enough. Some of the upcoming meals that they're featuring are salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli, pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apples, uh, vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla ship, chips, I guess strips they're calling them, and spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. Um, so basically, you get affordable food for less than $10 a person per meal. You get variety, um, all kinds of great new recipes every single week. Um, it's flexible. You can pick your recipes. You can customize them to your preferences. It's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, as I said. And you get the Blue Apron freshness guarantee with all those ingredients. So here's what you need to do to check out Blue Apron, and it's a deal really that can't be beat. You check out this week's menu at blueapron.com, and you get your first three meals free with free shipping. And um, actually, you go to blueapron.com slash cane, C-A-N-E, which will take you um, to the special Cane Sport Live page, this page, and uh, you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash cane. They'll give you your first three meals free with free shipping. Uh, Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. And like I said, I, I know in my household, we've had all kinds of fun um, just cooking those recipes that are sent to us each week by Blue Apron. So blueapron.com slash cane. All right, let's get back to the show. Again, the number 563-999-3633. That's 563-999-3633. You hit the number one 
on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. Let's go out to 318. You're live on Team Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? You know, it's this Port City Kane again. You know, I got the little up, message on. How are you doing? You like to cook? Hey, hey, and I want to – what you saying? Do you like to cook? Yes, you I like do. You like to cook at home? So, you know, I'm – yeah, I, I cook some gotta, at home, you know, but normally I stick, oh, stick to the shrimp. <laughs> you might want to try that. Yeah, but let me say – let me say this, Gary. Let me get this in. It's, it's yeah, fun. You've been, you been talking – okay. Yeah, yeah, but hey, Gary. You've been talking about how small Shreveport is. Guess what? We're going to have a first-round draft pick this year, Tredavious White from LSU. You know, he's from Green Oaks High School in Shreveport. Oh, good for him. You know, he'll more than likely be drafted. And guess what? My, one of my neighbors is Brock Berlin. So, you know, the small town of Shreveport produced a starting quarterback in Miami, and this year we'll have first. So, you know, maybe you can uh, cut us a little slack since we're producing <laughs> uh, – <laughs> I love. Hey, I, I, I absolutely love my stay in Shreveport. I really did. I I, I, I just I, I hope the Canes have progressed beyond that bowl game. But uh, it, it was fun visiting. Yeah, and you know, just to say, that stadium was a lot better before they did renovations and put the seats so close to where you didn't have the sideline room. But hey, what are our chances on Patrick Sertain Jr.? Oh man, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think honestly, I think it's going to be pretty tough. You know, I, I, you know, he's being recruited by everybody. Um, you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of options. I don't think he's wedded to go into Miami or anything. I mean, he he's going to consider Miami, but with all the DBs coming to Miami and the the fact that he's being recruited by you know really everybody, um, I'm not going to tell you I feel good about that one. But now let me ask but you, this. Never, would that would that be a guy that would if he was a part of this class, it would it would almost push us over the top? You know, just being oh, no you yeah, know he's elite. I mean he's an elite defensive back, there's no doubt about it. Just a great, great okay, player. Then. Okay then now we uh, it was a previous caller was talking about those receivers, but other than the guy from American Heritage, what's another guy that you feel like is an absolute must? As far as trying to get, the, I know we got a we got a number of receivers that we could options uh, with receivers. But what's another guy? It was a tall, kind of taller guy that was from South Florida that uh, everybody starting to recruit was a kind of obscure uh, guy at first, and then now everybody's uh, jumping on board with it. Um, trying to think who you're talking about. There's um, well, there's Kevin Austin at North Broward Prep. Um, he's being mm-hmm. recruited. Um, I mean, obviously Mark Pope at Southridge, and I do think he'll be in the class. I mean, other receivers that they're recruiting. I mean, they're. Um, I mean, there's Xavier Williams. He's committed to Alabama right now. Um, Warren Thompson from Sefner Armwood Upstate is another one that they're looking at. Um, Jacob Copeland from the Pensacola area. Uh, a kid from Georgia, Marquise Ezard, is another one. So. You know, I don't know. I, I think they'll end up taking at least four in this class, and if they get Pope, as I think they will, that gets them to three. So there's not going to be a lot of room left. Okay, now uh, who are the DBs that? How, how do you think the the uh, the final class is going? How many DBs are we going to take, and who do you think will be the uh, people who will be in the class of DBs that we bring? 
well, you know, obviously um, I, I do expect Al Blades to commit at, at some point here. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that, that, that he's going to be in the class. I don't think his family would allow him to go anywhere else. Um, Gilbert Frierson, I think, from Gables is, 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 a, is a rock-solid commit. I think DJ Ivy is, is a solid uh, commit. And um, I think Randy Russell is a solid commit. So that's four guys you got there right now. And then, um, you know, then, of course, there's Josh Job. So, I mean, if, if those guys all stick, and, and, and I think Job is going to be a fight to the end, I really do. Um, but that's five right now. And they're, mm-hmm. they're still hoping that they can lock in Gervin Hall from Palm Beach Lakes. So he would be a sixth. So I, I can't imagine they would take more than six. You know, there's a few other kids they are recruiting. Um, Tyson Campbell at Heritage is one. And then there's a four-star kid up at Jensen Beach, uh, Jamie and Sherwood, um, who's another, you know, decent-looking kid uh, that they're recruiting. He was at the Rivals Camp in Orlando this weekend and um, did pretty mm-hmm. well. But, um, you know, I don't just I don't know how many they're going to get. I mean, I can't imagine them taking more than six. So, when it, you know, my, my guess okay, is they yeah, don't what, think they're getting – they don't expect to get certain would be my guess. Um, and uh, they've got these other kids committed already. Okay, now in that tight end out of uh, uh, Las Vegas, uh, you think you think he coming? Uh, do you think it's you know what's the deal with him? I mean, you're recruiting a a, a top shelf tight end from Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, they're recruiting him in tandem with his quarterback who really doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I don't know. They, they've made some noise about wanting to play together. I, honestly, I would think that it's got to be a little bit of a long shot. I mean, realistically, uh, you know, you're trying to get a kid to come from all the way over in, in Vegas and, uh, you know, but you never know. I mean, you know, they've gotten kids from out West before, obviously. So they got DJ Johnson this year. So you, you never know. Mm-hmm. I know that, they, you know, they're, they're going to be working that one really hard. Okay, and my final question is, who's a guy in this uh, 2017 class that you think uh, is going to be is going to contribute that's not getting a whole lot of uh, out of all of our incoming freshmen who's not getting a lot of pub, but who you think is going to uh, be a sleeper and come in and contribute for us uh, this season? I I mean I think evidence Nijoku. Is going to be a great, great big receiver. Uh, I mean, I don't think I think that, that I don't think a lot of people are really thinking that much about him. Uh, but he's one that I think could contribute a lot. Um, obviously, the Javante Dean, I think, will contribute a lot this year. I, I think Jeff Thomas uh, will get a chance to play quite a bit. Um, let's see, Amari Carter at defensive back, I think, has a chance to start at safety. Uh, I think Trajan Bandy, a cornerback, is going to get to play really quickly. Um, Jonathan Garvin's got a chance, but uh, you know I'd like to see him redshirt and 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 build build up for a year. You know I'd, I'd like to see the program if they could redshirt at least one between him and, and DJ Johnson. I think it would be a great thing um, for the program just to start you know building building in in, the, in that way. Um, obviously, Navon Donaldson is going to get a chance to play this year, and DJ Dallas is going to contribute a lot this year. Um, another, but if you're talking sleepers, um, I would say Evidence Nujoku, and then 
I would keep an eye on this kid at tight end, Brian Polendi, who I think has a chance to rise up the depth chart very quickly and really contend to be the number two tight end behind Chris Herndon. Um, so I'd keep an eye on him too. Okay, and then th- th- this is my last question. Have we seen any uh, signs of maturity out of our young tight ends that were suspended for the bowl game? We Are we seeing any signs uh, that, that maybe those guys have turned the corner and uh, have really learned uh, from uh, last year and are, are ready to uh, contribute uh, in the upcoming year? I think it's way too soon to um, to really answer that question. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think you can answer Winning. that yet. You know, first day of spring practice. You know, there's, there's just not de- there's there's not enough that's happened to where you would make a declaration like that. Okay then. Well then, Gary, thank you for having me, and uh, I look forward to you know the season coming up. I I re I mean we really are excited about this 2018 class. There's so much talent, and uh, I think that uh, I mean that this is one of those classes that's going to be the foundation of a dynasty. If if all these guys come in and pan out, because it's one of those years where you got a bumper crop of talent. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, uh, we really are uh, pretty excited. Hey, hey, and at that linebacker position and recruiting, who, how you think the, the only two guys that we're going to take from that linebacking position uh, in 2018? I mean, this group – right now we're looking at, at three guys. That, that we think are the best of the group that that that, that look to us like they're recruiting the hardest. Um, the Amari Gaynor kid from Tallahassee, that kid's a great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he's a really good player. Uh, it's going to be hard to get him away from Florida State, but you know I don't think it's an absolute given that he's going to go to Florida State. So I mean I'd keep an eye on him. Um, the kid up at uh, Deerfield Beach, Rosendo Lewis. Uh, that's one to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. Uh, he's a kid that's that's rising up and and getting some attention. And then there's a kid at Fort Pierce Central by the name of David Reese. I'd keep an eye on that mm-hmm. one too. Okay. Well, hey, look, I want you to have a great night and uh, just look forward to the season uh, and things like that. I know that uh, we just need to take that next step. And once we take that next step and lay down the foundation, uh, hopefully we can beat that five-year forecast. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> I don't want to rip okay, Mike, you know. I mean, I mean, we would have said the same thing ten years ago. So you know, <laughs> he was he was entitled to his opinion. All right, man. Okay, hey, thanks man. for being part of the show. You got it. All right, five six three nine 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 three six three three five six three nine 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 three six three three. Hit number one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Let me. Um, attack one or two more of these questions that were submitted by the posters at canesport.com. Um, who will be the number two running back this year, Travis Homer or Robert Burns? Well, I'll tell you, I watched them in shorts. I watched them both quite a bit in shorts today, actually, and um, actually shot some video if you want to see a lot of what I saw, you can go on uh, canesport.com and in one of those content items with uh, on practice this morning, we, we posted about 25 minutes of video of some different things at practice that we were able to film. And um, to my eye, there's no comparison right now. I, I mean, I would say Travis Homer, uh, explosive kid, uh, 
you know, you, you, you want to say he's a little bit small, but when he's standing next to Mark Walton without pads, there really is not a very distinct difference between the, their, their bodies. Um, you know, Travis looks like he's been building up a little bit, and uh, uh, he's explosive as heck. You know, I, I just watching him run around in shorts now. I mean, that's not pads. That's, you know, and obviously for running backs, there's a big difference. You're not getting hit and all that. But uh, if I had to say right now who the number two running back would be, I would say Travis Homer. So we'll we'll see what happens um, there. Um, and then the next question was, who are the starting safeties going to be? Um, I don't think there's any question that Jaquan Johnson is going to be one of them. Um, and I'll go out on the limb and say that the other one's going to be Amari Carter, the true freshman. I um, I just have never gotten the impression that any of these you know young guys, Robert Knowles, Romeo Finley, were really jumping out at the coaches in practice. And I think there's an opening there for a young kid. And I think Amari Carter has a great chance to burst through that opening and um, start at safety with Jaquan Johnson. Not ideal. If it works out that way, you'd hate you hate to start a true freshman there. But I think that there's a decent chance of that happening. And um, might as well attack this next question at the same time, which is the Sheldrick Redwine, who practiced today at safety, improved the safety quality or safety depth? And um, I would say it's too soon to tell. Uh, he only been out there for one day. Uh, when I watched him play corner, he never struck me as a real physical player. I, uh, although I guess, you know, he, he made a few physical plays late in the season um, last year. So, you know, maybe he'll develop in, in, in that sense. Um, I do think that his speed level is better suited for safety than corner. Um, so he's got a chance to, you know, to, to factor in for playing time at safety this year. We'll see what happens. But uh, today was his first day of practice. So very, very hard to make a lot of predictions there. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633 is the number. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's go out now to the 239, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Joe Fort Myers. What's up, Joe? What you got for us? I got a couple of comments slash questions. Um, we'll go with the easy one first. Uh, defense looks very promising. You mentioned and you're talking about the you know the the backfield defensive backs and so forth. I think it's all going to work out because I do think we have physical players. Love Bandy coming in. Everybody's talking about. He was at practice today. I understand as well. Yes, he was. Uh, we'll have a story on that in the morning. All right. Good. Good. Look forward to that. But um, defensive line uh, just just looks the the potential that that's going to come out of there with with Coach Cool. Just it's very exciting. I think our defense in general. And one of the things I wanted to comment on was the coaching staff. They made they 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 just seemed a lot just more relaxed and control. It wasn't the hustle and bustle compared last year to this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I think they're all comfortable now. You know, they, they, they've settled into their houses. They've gone through a full cycle here. They have relationships with all the kids. You know, they don't have to look at a roster to, you know, figure out who's who or anything along those lines. And uh, so I would agree with you. I, I think the coaches do seem very comfortable. 
Good, good. Um, what about these transfers, these uh, uh, JC transfers, junior college guys coming in? Uh, we have the running back. We have the defensive back. Have uh, are, are they all in in school currently, or no, no, no? They'll, they'll be in later. The um, the the running back has not said that he's coming yet, so we're still waiting on that one. Um, you're talking about Tyshawn Dye from Clemson. He has not Dye, yeah. made a deci- He hasn't made a decision yet. Um, he's told us that Miami's in front, but he's waiting to make a final decision. So he has not done that as of yet. Okay. Okay. And then, um, you know, talked about the quarterback position. Uh, that that's going to be big news. You know, that's going to be a, a constant uh, weekly focus. I would imagine. Um, Cade Weldon, though. Uh, he spoke very highly. Me, Mark Rick spoke very highly on uh, on him and so forth. But he always he left that door open for for Perry coming in as well. So he uh, he did you get a vibe differently? Did did you did you see anything with uh, with uh, them in practice today? Nah, they were just throwing the ball. I mean, they you know they they're not in pads. It's, you know, we didn't see any full contact work or anything like that. Um, you know, they, they all look about the same right now. Gotcha. All right, lastly, um, conditioning. Conditioning was mentioned a couple of times as well. He uh, he singled out, meaning Rick singled out DJ Dallas, which was kind of surprising. I thought uh, he would be a little more prepared. But um, as far as conditioning is concerned, do you really think that that week off for, for spring break in South Beach made him, made him that, uh, that less conditioned? No, they they look like they're in really good condition. The only guy that that I looked at that looked to me like he you know maybe could lose a few pounds is um, Navon Donaldson. <laughs> he he um, and I had seen him a couple months ago before he got to school, and he had put on a little weight. Um, so you know he, he looks to me like he maybe could stand to lose ten, fifteen, twenty pounds. But you know, other than him, I, I'd say they all look in pretty good shape. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm glad you're back. Uh, you know, kind of, uh, I was jonesing as well to to interact and, and to get my weekly fix. So, uh, welcome back, man, and I look forward to the next couple of weeks. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, guys, we've got a bunch of open lines. So, now's a good time to call in 563 999 3633. 563 999 3633. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Um, like I said, great time now to do that and, and get in the queue. Uh, let me attack one more of these questions that were submitted by the posters at canesport.com. Is it safe to say that if Mullins doesn't become the number two wide receiver, obviously talking about Deontay Mullins, by the first game that he's a bust? Wow, that's a pretty radical question. Because if he's not ready by now, he'll never be. Well, there's you know there's a little bit of truth to that. I don't know about this whole number one, number two receiver thing, but uh, – I would say certainly if he's not in the mix for playing time uh, by September, that things aren't looking really good for him when you consider the talent that's coming in in the class this year and the talent that will be coming in in the class next year. Um, So, you know, but Deontay Mullins is essentially still a freshman right now. So it's kind of like silly to overreact in any direction because he could still develop in all different ways. But, uh, there's no question 
that he has an opportunity right now to gain Mark Rick's confidence this spring because they're short on numbers at receiver and he's going to get a ton of reps. And that if he doesn't get Mark Rick's confidence this spring, that the road is going to get uphill for him really fast because of that injection of talent coming into the program. So I would agree that this is Deontay Mons' time, that if he wants to be a football player at the University of Miami, it would be very wise to seize the moment right here, right now, in spring practice uh, 2017, um, because the talent pool is getting pretty darn good at that spot moving forward. All right, once again, 563-999-3633. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're going to go now to the 678, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? You with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you got to call back. Uh, let's go to the 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. And thanks Who's for this? coming back. Thanks for coming back. It's Ross, man. Jersey, Jersey. Hey, what's up, Ross? What you got for us, what's man? What's going on? Hey, man, thanks for coming back, man. Um, caught me off guard. Oh, no sweat. I, you know, I, you it's, know, it's, it's a little drop, sleepier here in the, in the spring than during the season. That's all right. I'm excited. I actually wanted you to come on. I know you wouldn't do it, but I wanted you to come on, like, maybe the day right after um, signing day because I know all of us was Hampton. Everybody's ready to go then. I mean, it was, you would have had a ridiculous show if you would have came on that day, the next day. It would have been a ridiculous show. But, um, well, right, we did. Like, back for, I mean, it was all the same guys. We already talked about them all. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I try, guys, not, to, I try not to overdo it. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you don't want to ruin a good thing by overdoing it. You don't want it to get redundant. Exactly. You know? And that's what makes today, like tonight, a sweet night because it's kind of unexpected, and now we get a chance to talk about it a little bit. It's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. I'm just going to bring up some things. I mean, a lot of people are talking about recruiting tonight. Um, I'll mix one or two questions in with that, but I'll just have some questions for you as far as, you know me, I'm always trying to figure out what, what's going on with my team now a little bit too. So um, let me start by saying, who would you think or should be, who you think is or should be on each side of the ball, who do you think should be our offensive leader? Cat, like, when I say captain lead, I mean a guy that's the, the alpha dog mentality. And who do you think should be yeah, on either, either side of the ball, offense or defense? Who do you think should take that that responsibility? Outspoken, performance, while we have spring practice. Now, who, who are those two people? I only want one for each. And who do you think is qualified or you think should be? That's my first question. Huh. Um, I don't think that's Amon Richards' personality, and he's only a second-year player. So I'm going to say Mark Walton on offense. You know, he he seems to me like a guy that you would want to be a leader on that side of the ball. Um, I don't know that it's realistic to expect your quarterback to be that from day one. Uh, yeah, because I mean I'm he's a sure first-year the, guy. Yeah, I would the say Mark would be Walton. A first-year guy, yeah. Okay. Now, would, do you think of more would be Walton, the guy I would say on a- offense? The, now, defense, it's a little tougher. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's why I thought about it because I'm like, it's a lot of good players. Now we got difference makers, but who's that alpha dog that's going to say, listen, we're not getting it done. Let's get it done now. Like that type of guy. Who do you think that guy you know, in the locker room is? 
As, as candidates, I would throw out Norton and McIntosh, except that's not really their personalities. They're not those kind of exactly. guys, so I don't think that they're going to do that. I think you got to look at the linebackers. I, you know, um, you know, Shaq Waterman's kind of like a quiet guy. I mean, if you were going to pick one guy who was going to fill a role, kind of like what you're talking about, maybe Mike Pinckney, who you know okay. maybe makes enough. Big, you know, you got to have a guy that makes enough big plays to back it up, or else nobody's going to pay attention, right? Um, yeah. So I would say. I would say Mike Pinckney um, would be okay. would be one that, that I would uh, throw out there. Okay. All right. Well, I you know even though I asked you the question, I, I I'm going to give you what I think. You know the guy that might be that guy. I think Kendrick Norton too. I think he has a like he's the type of guy that likes this. When I'm watching the game, he does a lot of chirping. And you know, to the, to the opposing offensive line and their running backs and their quarterback, you do a lot of chirping to to him, let him know that he's coming to he's coming to get him. So that would be part of like my my pick, along with probably one of the linebackers. So I was I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm agreeing with you on that one. But what what about the offense? You said it would be who? Or uh, Walton? I said, yeah, I said Mark Walton. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully you can tell these guys to block if they're not blocking. All right. Good call. I just I just had that in mind. Um. All right. Well, uh, another question is, um, all right, when are we going to – is this the year, this the spring or the fall, we're going to say, you know what, enough is enough. As fans, I know we're getting close to that. Enough is enough about this kid, Gray. Is he going to be our running back? What is, is he going to end up being another Dallas Crawford for us? And I know, no, I'm trying, I I know it sounds I don't a little think he ever sad. plays. I don't think he's That's ever going to play. I really don't. It's not, he's, he's just he's just like a fish out of water, man. It's like he's not a running back, and and I don't think he's good enough to play anything else. I'm saying he's an athlete, so that's sad that he's a tweener that we can't put on the on the field. That's sad. And, and yeah. here's the thing. And here's the thing. And he's, he's and being he's hurt. fashioned. Yeah, he's hurt, and also he's being fashioned as someone that should play. He's being. I guarantee his himself feel like he should be on the field. But where can we put you, my man? Where can you contribute to our team? Where do you fit? He does. And, and, mm, that's a, that's a shame. That's a shame. No, I think okay. He, tra- he, he should transfer. Okay. He, I think he you should know, transfer. Go, I really do. Go over like UCF or when you know go 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 mess with um Bush or something. Um, FAU, right, well, FIU, FAU. Okay, so that's really because, that's really his level. That's a shame because we talk about a, a, a tremendous athlete that can't, you know, it's almost like in basketball where you find it's an athlete that could jump out the gym, but he can't really dribble, he can't really, you know, pull up, he doesn't really pull up jump shot, and he can't take you around the basket and, and punish you in the paint. He's just an athlete, so that's. Kind of like what you're describing to me—a guy that they keep on the team because he's an athlete, but he really doesn't really get on the. If we talk about basketball, get on the court to contribute. So, um, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, all right, you know, a caller before said, um, you know, they was using even the guys that he thinks that is going to be standout guys, or he was asking you was one of the freshmen. Now, am I way off by saying I'm hope I'm hoping I'm right on this? The kid Derek Smith, and I, 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 I love, I love, I love something. About I love something about him, man. I think he, um, I think he has a lot of dog in him. What do you think? Yeah, you there? 
right. Sorry, guys. I hope you can hear me. We had some uh, technical difficulties there. Let me see if this will work. Let's go out to the 239. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? Well, actually, I already had you. I already had you. I'm sorry. Everything went haywire here, but it looks like we're working again. So I'm going to I'm going to knock you. But I'm just going to put you back on hold. All right, guys. Looks like we're back up and running. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Everything just went dead for a few minutes there. So uh, let's get restarted. The call in number five, six, three, nine, 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 three, six, three, three, five, six, three, nine, 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 three, six, three, three. Again, hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We have a, a wide open board now, obviously, because of the technical difficulties we just had. Um, but I, I see Ross is back, so I'm going to go back to Ross. We're going to finish this call. But in the meantime, if you want to come on the show, hit the number one on your keypad, and that will put you in the queue. And like I said, the queue is wide open right now. So um, sorry about that again. And uh, Let's go back to Ross. Ross, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Garrett, I'll tell you a little yeah, I don't know what happened. Like Everything went dead. Yes, I guess you didn't like my question about Derek Smith. I said, oh. No, no, I never heard it. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Everything. I'm joking. I said, I said, I sure hope none of his family members are listening. Because as soon as I brought up Derek Smith, you said, the hell with that and cut me, right? <laughs> That's a joke. I'm just joking around. But, yeah, um, I just look at, I, I think he's probably, that's my vote. He's my vote. And uh, hopefully I'm not wrong. I just, I think he just got a lot of dog in him, you know, at that. I know it's going to be a, a spot that a lot of competition is at. But I just think he has that dog in him, Derek Smith, and I hope I'm right with that. I, I'm, you know, I know we like to redshirt a few guys, but if I think there's anybody who can step up and, and, and contribute to us this year, I think a Derek Smith. What do you think about that? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, he, he he's a good player. But I just think that you got to get to the point where you start redshirting some freshmen. I, I know. I, don't think, I know. I don't think you, you just keep going year after year. I can't year after just have anybody playing. I know. I know, so, I know, Gary. I, I know. I, I hope right, they well, don't need. I hope that they can redshirt him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just stable. You know, everybody has somebody that they they like, and I, I think I just like his attitude. I like the, I like how to play he is. So, you know, I was hoping, like, you know, but I'll take the red shirt because that's only going to help us. But all right, um, have you heard anything about our pro day? If we have like a backup plan, just for some reason, again, it rains and. We have all these scouts that's going to be out there coming to see us this year. You know, it's going to be a ton of, ton of NFL um, guys in our, on our field. Have you heard anything about a backup plan just in case it's raining? Do I we have not, a backup plan for that day? I, I have not heard final plans for that yet. Um, I, I've heard that it's scheduled for, for next Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. The last I had heard was they were going to do it at Dolphin Camp, but I have not double-checked on that to see where that stands. Mm-hmm. But I would be surprised if they didn't schedule it for Dolphin Camp. I don't think Mark Rick's going to allow what happened last year to happen again. Okay, give me two more questions. Give me two more things. I am not that. At first, when I heard about it, and I was like, I'm a little disappointed. I was going to try to see if I could fly down. It's actually it's around my birthday time that the game. But I said, you know what? I was just disappointed when we weren't going to have a spring game and they weren't going to let anybody. Walk. But I think it might benefit us. I think it might benefit us because I think. We've been having guys or people coming and shooters coming around and kind of like, you know, doing certain things and asking stupid questions and doing certain things around you anyway. What's your thoughts on them closing everything down this um, this spring and stuff and uh, not allowing anybody to come through? It's just the way Coach Rick prefers it. You know, that I, from, I from, what, from what I understand that that's what he did at Georgia, 
the only thing he had open was the spring game. Um, he just doesn't believe in open practices. He wants his practices closed and uh, doesn't want a whole lot of people seeing what's going on out there. So unless they're recruits or high school coaches, so um, you know. But I, you know, I, I think that there'll be a steady line of communications and stuff, and you know, we'll get to see a little bit each day, and um, you know, hopefully between that and our sources and everything else, that we will be able to keep you guys up to speed on what's going on out there. Um, you know, okay. I think we, I think we were able to do that today. I mean, I think if you looked at our coverage from the first practice, it's pretty comprehensive and, um, and pretty good. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to work within the confines. I love it, uh, Gary. Gary. I think he's bringing such a guys like this, but I think he brings such a professional approach to, um, to this whole thing. And I hope it, I, I just wanted us to continue to wave of seriousness, act like we know what we're doing, perform like we know what we're doing, and carry our, our staff, carry themselves like they know what they're doing, a sense of confidence, a, a sense of knowing what, what they're going for. And, 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 you know, there's a kid at Plant. Um, I can't, his name is, losing his name right now. Are we really back in the mix with Plant? Because I know that guy has cut the canes off for the longest time. Are we really back in the mix with, God, with, those, with that school? Yeah, I That's mean, great. why not? Why not? No, because remember, um, for the longest time, that guy has made it clear that we he, we can't come and recruit any of his kids, and we had a couple of guys that could have went. And he, he, you know, we I know he was part of the reason why the kids that didn't come. So I just want to know if we back in the mix there. Yeah, I don't think there's any issues there anymore. All right, man. Um, Gary, thanks for coming back, man. Um, we needed this fix. Um, like I just love what's going on and, you know, um, I think we, as as a team, we should just concentrate on seeing, seeing Florida state twice a, twice a season for the next seven seasons. And if we're (laughs) doing that, and you know what I mean by that, right? Oh, our goal is to win the, you're like me. You think Clemson's going to slide a little bit now that they lost their quarterback. Not necessarily, but I'm thinking that, not necessarily, I'm thinking Florida state might take care of them. And that's what I want because we hold Florida State a couple. We hold them a couple. Don't forget, a couple of years ago, we was a tip pass. Pass, we tipped the ball, and their running back or whoever with, and Williams or whatever, Carlos Williams, catches the ball and goes into the end zone. Then last year, we are a field, a pet extra point away from doing something special that year against them. So, for the next seven years, I want to be playing them twice. If you know what I mean. That that that's 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 what I that's that's what my gut wants. I want to be seeing them twice in the season, and that tells me we're back and we're we're back in in the mix of being right next to them. And I think if we're right next to them, we'll be we'll be the one that's standing. And that's just how I feel about it. I hate the fact that they that they, they can recruit like they're doing right now, and, and, and we're, we're coming along, but we're not there yet, and I, that was just, that's where I want to get to. That's how I'm right, sick, and that's period. All right, man. Appreciate you, you take, um Keep me yeah, on no, hold. So sorry for that little uh, technical no, interruption right. there in the middle of your that's call. Right. I don't I want to get other guys in, man. I want DJ Eric Kane. I want DJ Eric I want all the rest of them guys to call tonight, man. I'm curious what some of these other guys have to say. I'm just excited. I, I, 
I can't. Well, I, I think can't wait. Because we got a pretty wide open board. We got uh, you know. So I'm gonna make a, a call here for them one, uh, to call in now. Um, well, I'm, oh, but, yeah. Well, actually, we'll yeah. What well, I think. All right. Whatever Russ. happened to? Wait, 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 whatever happened to um, the kid that tied in, Daddy? You haven't. He hasn't called in at all from Georgia. Nah, I haven't heard anything from him. I'm sure he'll be back. He'll be back for the season. This is Chris's okay. big, big year here that's coming up this year, so he'll be back. Okay, I hope so. Oh, hope so. Hope so. All, All right, right, man. Russ. Thanks for calling in, man. Oh. Bye-bye. He's sure not knowing why the ball daddy. He's sure not. <laughs> All right, 563-999-3633 is the number. You hit the number one on your keypad. we got a couple guys on hold that I'll get to in a moment. I see you. Uh, we'll be with you in a minute. Anybody else that wants to get in tonight, now is the time to hit the number one on your keypad and get in the queue. Um, but I'm going to take a moment here to tell you guys about a new sponsor for Kane Sport Live that I think you're going to like. Um, they call themselves Movement, and it's spelled M-V-M-T, and they make watches. And I'm talking about really nice watches. And I, um, I actually got my Movement watch in the mail uh, the other day and been wearing it. And people go, man, where'd you get that? That watch is really, really, really nice. And um it was kind of fun because you, you you sort of get to go on their website and design your own watch and and, and pick the look that you really like and uh, they've got great variety and um, so it's movement watches and they were founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank and uh, the watchmaker's goal is to change the way that consumers think about fashion by offering high quality minimalist products at revolutionary prices and that's what they do they've sold over a million watches to customers in 160 countries around the world and movement watches has solidified itself as the world's fastest growing watch company and um the company started with two broke college kids believe it or not getting together and deciding that they wanted to wear more stylish watches. And they, they couldn't afford them, so they just went ahead and started their own watch company, and the rest is history. And um, movement watches start at just $95. And at a department store with, a, with watches like this, you're looking at four or 500 bucks. There's no question about it. Uh, if you, when you go on the website, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. And... Uh, you know, they're just really, really, really like a, a, it's just a classy, snazzy look. And they have classic designs with quality construction and styled minimal, minimalism. And over a million watches sold in over 160 countries, like I said. And today, if you go and you order one of these movement watches, um, you can get 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com slash Kane Sports, and they, they they spelled it with an S at the end, Kane Sports. So it's nvmtwatches.com slash Kane Sports, and they will give you 15% off today with free shipping and free returns on your watches. And the, the watch has a really clean design. I've been getting compliments ever since I put it on, and now is the time for you to step up your watch game and take advantage of this special offer. So go to mvmtwatches.com slash canesports and join the movement today and get your 15% off um, on a nice new watch. And, you know, like I said, they've got all different designs and really nice snazzy looks that those guys have created. And uh, I was very impressed, and I think that you will be too. All right, 563-999-3633, 563 
3633 is the number. Um, let's see. We are going to go now to the 678, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. What's going on? Doing good. Who's this? This kind of junkie. Hey, what's up, junkie? What's doing this evening? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm better. Hey, um, I had a couple things real quick. Um, I know Coach Rick said he wouldn't name, you know, he wouldn't, I guess, like, basically say who's the starter, you know, until, like, in the fall when the Colts would get there. But according to, you know, like, I guess today when, the, you know, Navon was working with the first team and they said Roster was the first team QB, wouldn't that be an indicator, like, saying going into, you know, since we're not having a spring game, which would have been a, you know, a clear-cut him favoring somebody, obviously, you know, if they were to start the spring game. But can, would it be based on, you know, the different scrimmages? Do you see him starting different QBs at the different scrimmages? Say, for example, no doubt about you know, it. No doubt about it. He's going to give everybody a fair shot. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think any of them really impressed him very much during the course of last but, season. He never, never to, to to us really seemed impressed with anybody. And uh, I, I think someone's got to seize the moment, you know. And I don't. It could be any of them. Um, I don't think any of them have an edge. I think he's going to give them each equal treatment and an equal shot at it. And uh, he'll see where he's at at the end of spring. I'm sure he'll have one or two guys in his mind by the end of spring, and then he's going to want to compare them to Nikozi Perry when he gets here in the summer. Yeah, to, to me that's kind of, um, you know, with them being there now, everybody is there except Perry, and then you have, you know, the time after the spring, they'll still be, you know, doing their thing or whatever. It's almost like it's a real clear disadvantage. Either way we look at it, if, if, if Nicosi come in and he is the number one when it's the, you know in the fall when it's time to go to to to, to start the season, if if he has like if he's been in high school or training on his own and he come in in what three weeks and take over from the guys who like been there for this whole long like period, especially with Allison and, and Rasta, I mean really like we're in trouble at the quarterback spot. If you have four or five guys that's been there at least one, or, you know, three of them been there at least two years, and then you have, you know, Kay who's been there now, and with Roster being basically a senior, well, he was a red shirt junior right now, right? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that wouldn't be good for us going into the season with a guy who's only been, you know, a part of the unit for three weeks to come take the spot? Well, I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you've got two two freshmen coming in that I expect to be in the mix, and uh, Cade Weldon, who's there now, and the Cozy Perry, who's coming in in the summer. And you know, I'm sure you've you've seen what I've said, and you know what we've written. And um, I personally think the Cozy Perry has superstar potential. Uh, I love everything I see I of that too. kid. I and and now, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you that you know coming in in, in in three weeks or, you know, even a month or two if you f- figure he's going to show up in June um, and and winning the job that quickly, I, I see what you're saying. You know, maybe it's not a great sign, but um, I think those are your, those, you know, those guys and, and, and 
you know, they're they're going to get every every chance to do it because I, I don't think any of these guys that were there, you know, Evan Sharefs, Malik Rozier, um, certainly those two, I don't think really stood out last year. Jack Allison was working right. on the scout team. He's getting a shot this spring. A lot of people think Jack Allison can rise to the occasion here this spring. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, and get in that mix. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's necessarily that they don't have guys that can play at the position. I just think they're young, you know, at the position and inexperienced. Right. right. Well, I mean, that would be – well, I guess Zach and – Jack and was it, did Evan come in with Jack? Are they both redshirt freshmen this year? Um, yeah, I think they're yeah, both red yeah, shirt. Oh, one, one of red shirt sophomore. Correct. Jack. All right, Jack red shirt junior, red, red shirt freshman. Uh, Evans, a sophomore, and, and Roster is a red shirt junior. Okay, and then you have two freshmen. Okay, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah. you just don't have any experience is the, is the problem. Oh, Vinny Testaverde Jr., that was the other guy I was thinking. He's I know not, it was five. All right, yeah. He's not yeah. a guy. But so he's just a guy, yeah, yeah, he's just a guy. Um, all right, my um second thing was with the local, um, the local kids that you know still waiting on offers. Um, the kid from Northwestern, um, I think his name Devontae something, the D lineman, and then the two the two D ends at uh Southridge not having offers or, or wanting offers and wanting to be a. I mean, I know the guy at a, a um American Heritage is. Something like a tweener, it's hard to get a read on them. But do you see that being a problem? Like how bad we, you know, we want to keep the hometown home, but then we have like four guys who basically at at areas that we're recruiting people from other states and other parts of, you know, Florida basically to take their position when they're right here and we see them all the time. And it's not like the kids other places are outperforming them, like. It's called evaluation. Numbers. You know, it's called evaluation. You got to evaluate in recruiting. I don't have any problem well, with that well, at all. The University of Miami yeah. just, just decides that they, if they have, a, if there's a local kid, and they do their evaluation and they decide we are not going to offer this kid from South Florida, I never look at it as a negative because that means they're doing their job. And you know, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but for whatever reason, you know, they have decided that they don't feel that kid is good enough. And, and, and I think that's so important. And I, don't, I think it almost doesn't even matter if they're right or wrong. I think it, what matters most is that they're doing an evaluation because the worst thing you could do is just take every kid in South Florida because they're f- from South Florida. You can overdo it. No, yeah, I get that part. But when you look at production and you look at numbers and then you look at the school's and you look at the South Florida all together, it would be one thing if we were offering kids who had two sacks, uh, three tackles for losses just because he was from South Florida, and then we offer this kid um, from another place who had better production. But when you get the kids that's from other places who production doesn't add up to the kids in South Florida whose production is against South Florida teams, uh, other South Florida kids who are getting recruited nationally, then to me that I mean that's you know that's just my thing. Like now is it okay? You're doing an evaluation and it's not just yo you handing out offers to South Florida. You're talking about kids who yeah who numbers are 
you know, doubling or, you know, production is doubling other places based on talent level and, you know, numbers themselves. Like, I mean, Chatfield, I get I get it, six one two two ten, like a real tweener. I guess that might be the reason why they're not getting offers because, you know, they're kind of light according to the numbers, you know, uh, uh, two fifteen, six five, six six, two twenty. You know that's kind of small, but then on the on the national level, eight A schools, uh, championship teams, eight A schools being the, the 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 backbone of the, the team winning the championship. I mean, if you yeah, think but about you can't it, take, you, you got to evaluate. And you can't take everybody, and if you don't think a kid projects well, you can't take them. That's cool. there's, there's I nothing worse. Let me throw something out of you to me. After watching this for all these years, there's nothing worse for the University of Miami to take a South Florida kid who can't play. Because there's always going to be somebody at that school in that that neighborhood that's going to disagree. And now you just got people mad. So to me, it's very important that that when they take South Florida kids – that they make them count and that, and that they do their proper evaluations and that they make sure that the kids they're taking can really play at this level. Okay. Um, does that make I, want, I have a couple more. Yeah, it does, but when I'm, what I'm saying is the kids that, that's begging for offers are ball players. It's not like these guys aren't balling. I mean, yeah, when maybe you look the coaches at them. don't think they're going to be able to be ball players at the college level. Right, I get that part. I get, I, I get that part. I get that part, especially when, you know, I can't really put Chatfield in the argument because, I I mean, he he just looked like a, a real classic tweener, but so did Trent Harris. So, you know. Um, um, well, I'll make thing, the argument that they thing. should be playing with better than Trent Harris. Trent, I'll make that argument. Trent, no, Trent, I mean, Trent play, he'll play a dog, yeah. He's easy, yeah, but the University of Miami <laughs> – you have Joe Jackson. Would you agree that Joe Jackson is, I mean, is potentially you know, an elite yeah, player? You're talking about, yeah, you're talking about a top ten pick, right? Wait, well, that's yeah, what the University of Miami be a top ten pick. should be playing with, you know? Right, that's true. I mean, oh, that's um, my opinion. But, yeah, I guess you can't really, you know, go by if they translate well to the NFL. Um what about uh, Thomas, uh, the kid from St. Louis? Is it with his grades and, and being able to, you know, make it in and all of that? Is, is everything still on point with it's, that? It's going to be, it's going to be close, but I have not heard Uh-oh. anything definitive. You know, it's still, it's still, school's still in motion, so. Oh, uh, so it's going to be close, meaning like close, like chocolate and close, well, uh, like well, I mean, uh, he had, he, you know, he's he's coming from behind, and uh, they think he's going to make it. But you know, we'll see. Got to get through that clearinghouse. Okay. Uh, right, right. What's the what's the total number? The total count that you that I mean being figured in. You won't know that until like after spring and yeah, and see how that goes and all that. See how many will actually take this season. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think after spring you'll see a few guys leave. You know, who, yeah. who, don't, uh, who don't who don't who don't have futures, you know. 
Okay. Um, how how often will you be doing the the show now? Moving like moving we'll do one after spring. Because of... We'll do one more in a month. You know, next month. We'll how do one after spring. The, okay. You posted something with the spring schedule on it, right? Know how yeah, they practice and how they yep. do scrimmages and all basically that. Oh, okay, Tuesday, cool. Thursday and Saturday is is basically the schedule. Okay, good. Um, yep. and, and Paradise is like the third week of July this year. Correct. All right, so cool. We'll probably yep. get commitments rolling in from that point. All right, I'm going to just keep enjoying the show, man. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. All right. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk no to you next time. All right, 563-999-3633, 563-999-3633. We're headed down the home stretch now for tonight, so if you want to get on, hit that number one on your keypad and uh, get in the queue. Let's go out to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? It's going good. How you doing? Who's this? Oh, uh, it's Omar. It's been a long What's time, up, Omar? long time. What's Nothing happening much, man. Oh, man. It's, it's up and down weather. Nothing much. It's up and down weather, but it's been pretty good. I'm prepared to everywhere else. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get down to it. Um, I'm just getting into the show, so I didn't hear it mostly. Everything. Um, what's the situation with the Clemson running back? Oh, uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> you know, he has not said. Uh, we're waiting to hear for sure. He he has told us that Miami's his front runner, that he's likely coming to Miami, mm-hmm. but he hasn't. He has not pulled the trigger yet. <laughs> How long do we have to do that? Uh, oh, he's got time. It, he's in school. I think okay. he's in school probably until May. So he's he still has oh, time. Okay. Okay. Okay then, so he won't be okay until like the summer. Um, okay, and I disagree with what old guy is saying about the the valuation of the recruits. Like, I think the valuation is spot on. Like, what Golden was doing, he was getting some of the Florida recruits, but he wasn't getting the the ones that was immediate coming in. They're gonna gonna get the get the system. Yeah, they, they had they they had evaluation issues on that staff, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they just yeah, they taking kids they shouldn't have taken. And what I and one thing I see with Rich is if he he goes out the way, they go out to who they want, and then if they don't go get who they want, they don't just follow. You know, it's like they don't just panic and go find somebody else, like just to fill the roster, or just to say hey. Hey, we got a whole lot of recruits, you know. And I think that's something Golden was doing. He was just promoting, uh, yeah, you can come in and work, and you can come in right now and start, and just trying to get whoever was willing to come. And just getting whoever willing to come ain't the way to go. It's like you got to actually evaluate these guys and see because I mean, it's my you got to treat it like it's Miami. It's prestige. Everybody. It's, it's South Florida, so it's great players all around. So it it, it takes a, another level of you know talent just to you know for the to really be looked at. But um, let me see what else I want to talk about the quarterback evaluation. I feel like Allison. If if I feel like if we don't come out with somebody out of the screen that at least. 
looks like the it could be number one. It's it's gonna be it's sad for me. It's like it's it's panic mode because just to have a freshman. I know dude good. Um, Perry. I know he 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 looks awesome. I seen the highlight. I think the boy is gonna be like special, but. Well, here, here's what I'm going to tell you. Mark Rick is not going to make a decision until he sees Nikozi Perry. So yeah, even if you I, feel that way about somebody, you're not going to know it, I don't think. I mean, and I understand that. They give him a fair shot. He, he deserves a fair shot. And But I still feel like he should have somebody in the back of his mind. Even though I, looking at the schedule, we have time to figure that out. Well, not really. The first two games, we have time. But after that, you, it's Florida State. So, after those first two games, we got to be, you know, definite and know who who's going to lead because it ain't no, it can't be no question marks no more because you got to know what you're doing going to play Florida State. But um, I think that's, that's all I got for tonight. I'm going to just listen on there. All right. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, guys, last call for this evening, 563-999-3633. That's your number. You you hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. I'm putting out a last call for this evening. So if you want to get on, now's the time to do it. Uh, Let me cover the last few questions in the meantime here that were submitted by the posters on canesport.com. By making the cornerback position a little more solid, how many wins can the Hurricanes post this next season? Huh. Well, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is who says the cornerback position is solid? I mean, the guys that I think are going to start there, Javante Dean and the transfer D. Delaney, they're not even on campus yet. Okay. Sheldrick Redwine, who's got some starting experience at corner, is working at safety right now. So basically – you have Malik Young there at the moment, and there's no certainty that he can hold up as an every-down corner. Um, so this position, to me, is going to be hanging in the balance going into August. So I don't call that solid in any way, shape, or form. So I can't, A, call it solid, and B, make a prediction that says that that position being solid is going to lead to more wins uh, this season. But uh you know, what are the Hurricanes capable of winning next year if everything comes together? I mean, you got to believe that they should be capable of getting the 9, 10 wins. You know, you would hope um, if it all comes together and they get decent play out of the quarterback. But there's going to be a lot of variables there um, that are just going to be very hard to put a finger on. We won't even know who the quarterback is till the week before the season. So um, defense, should, the front seven, like we talked about earlier, should be – in pretty good shape. Um, but again, there's going to be so many variables. It's going to be very hard to make a lot of crazy predictions. I'll be interested to see what the over under is that Vegas puts on this team. I'm expecting it to be somewhere eight and a half, nine, I would think is where Vegas will come in. Um, but, uh, right now, if you're trying to correlate the cornerback position being a little more solid, um, and that extending into the number of games one, I'm not sure that we can do that right now. Um, Another question, when will Miami actually put a shovel to the dirt on the indoor practice facility? Um, I still believe that that's on course for early summer. I have not heard anything to the contrary on that. Um, And the last question that was submitted, 
Any recruiting updates on Al Blades or Mark Pope? Um, we expect both to be Miami Hurricanes. All right, guys, I guess that's going to do it for this evening. I think we've gotten everybody on that would like to be on. Um, so I want to thank our sponsors and, and just reiterate those offers. Um, Blue Apron, again, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They are offering to let you try their service for absolutely free. You go to blueapron.com slash cane, C-A-N-E. That's blueapron.com slash C-A-N-E. You pick the recipes you like. They will send them to you. So they'll send you three meals worth with free shipping. Um, all you got to do is go to blueapron.com slash cane and sign up there. And then there's Movement Watches, which will give you 15% off uh, their designer watches. They're really, really nice. The way you could check those out is you go to MVMT. Um, dot, no, mvmtwatches.com slash canesports C-A-N-E-S-P-O-R-T-S and that'll take you right to the, the Canesport page on MVMT watches and you can check out all their different styles um, like I told you they're really nice ever since I started wearing mine uh, I've gotten tons of compliments so those are the two great offers we got for you tonight I hope some of you are able to take advantage of that, especially the Blue Apron one, because that one's totally free to check out. And uh, you'll see it's cool. They get your your, your groceries kind of come in a box, a, refri- a refrigerated box, and you open it up, and everything's portioned out exactly what you need to do the recipes. They give you the recipe cards, and uh, it's a lot of fun you know, for those of you that like to cook. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for listening tonight, um, and we will be back again after spring practice is over uh, in April. I'll give you the exact date of the show right now. Um, April the 25th, Tuesday night, April 25th, uh, will be our next Cane Sport Live. We'll wrap up everything that went on at spring practice and uh, get you set for a long summer of waiting for Hurricane football. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you in four weeks to wrap up the spring. Good night, everybody. 